It's a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. You know, in the past, people have accused me of being, I don't know, a little bit cruel or a little bit unyielding when it comes to terrorism. And in the specific case of people who claim to have been or either have actually been through de-radicalization or deprogramming or rehabilitation programs. And I have been consistently saying that I am skeptical of these programs. I am skeptical of the claims that are made by those who run them. And I'm certainly skeptical of terrorists who say that, you know what, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, I'm no longer interested in being a terrorist. My perspective is one of a former security service analyst who thinks that, you know what, uh, there's no guarantees in life, especially not with rehabilitation and de-radicalization, meaning that if you are an incarcerated terrorist and you claim that you have seen the light and want to rejoin society, regain the privileges you had as a free person, my view is, well, um, actually, while you're in prison, you're one less person to worry about at least from an action perspective. There's the whole prison radicalization part, which I'll get into, I'm sure, at some future podcast. But if you're sitting in a cell, you're not carrying out attacks, you're not planning attacks, etc., etc. In my career at CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, I actually had some very interesting interviews, talks with people who were actually convicted terrorists. I can think of five off the top of my head. It was fascinating to sit across the table from a terrorist, hear his story, hear his claims, hear his lies, to be perfectly honest, uh, hear his bravado. They're all he's, by the way. There are no, no female terrorists that I talk to. And I would always walk away saying, yeah, you know what? The intelligence says otherwise, buddy. Uh, you, you dismissed this or you said you didn't do this. Well, we know for an actual fact that you did. Uh, it was often said that, you know, if you walk into any prison in Canada or probably anywhere in the world and you ask how many of the people there are guilty, the answer is zero if you ask them because clearly they have no interest in admitting what they did, admitting their guilt, which is the reason why they're in prison in the first place. I did come across a couple of cases, though, in my career that have led me to wonder if there was any possibility that somebody could, in fact, issue the terrorist ideology and become a normal person again. One of them I won't get into today, and I won't use his name because I, I think he is on the right path, and I don't want to get him any more attention than he uh, needs right now. The second person is actually a former member of the Toronto 18. And for those who weren't around 14 years ago, 15 years ago, the Toronto 18 was a bunch of guys we were following in the greater Toronto 18, the greater Toronto area, who ultimately planted three truck bombs to explode in the Toronto area, probably in the early, late summer, early fall of 2006. In the end, 18 were arrested, 11 were found or pleaded guilty, some did serious time, some did not. Well, there's one guy, his name is Saad Guy, and I'm taking this reporting from Stuart Bell, uh, who's now at Global News. He pleaded guilty to terrorism. He was initially sentenced to 12 years and he, on appeal. Uh, that was raised to 18 years, so be really careful on uh, when you appeal things in the, in the ju justice system. He was arrested, and there's a famous video that's out that he was arrested with another person, and they were unloading what they thought were, were three tons of ammonium nitrate to build these truck bombs, fertilizer bombs. In actual fact, it was kitty litter. It was, it was a neutral substance that the RCMP had substituted just to make sure that nothing was going to go wrong. Anyhow, uh, Mr. Guy was released on parole halfway through his sentence, and he now is asking that he be removed from the no-fly list. So a no-fly list, of course, is something that governments do to protect the aviation sector 
And it means that if you have a certain criminal record, or in this case, a terrorism record, that you are no longer able to get on an airplane. And he wants to be taken off that list. And he's hired a lawyer to do so. Okay. I actually met Mr. Dyer. I spoke with him in prison on two occasions. And if I am completely honest with myself, I did get a slight impression that he was remorseful, that he had actually seen the light. According to uh, his lawyers, uh, he has undertaken a, quote, well-documented journey of rehabilitation. He's graduated from university. And again, this is from the lawyer, so take it with a grain of salt. He has gained tremendous insight into his previous radicalization through counseling and by engaging with community organizations that work in countering violent extremism. He apparently has also volunteered with the RCMP to share his unique perspective and assist in countering potential extremist threats. Okay, what do we do with this? I don't know. I really don't know. Like I said, I do think I caught a glimmer of hope, shall I say, with Mr. Gaia. I don't know if I'd go that far. I definitely did see him differently than other members of the Toronto 18 that I interviewed and I have no time for. These guys should stay locked up as, as long as possible. I've interviewed other terrorists that I think have uh, are, do pose a clear and present danger to Canadian national security and should never get out. Of course, they will get out eventually. That's a whole other issue. My security intelligence hat perspective keeps cropping up though. I keep thinking that there is absolutely no guarantee. There's no system that is foolproof when it comes to rehabilitation, as his lawyers say, or personal look at radicalization. The bottom line is, and I hate to be so dogmatic, is once radicalized, always radicalized. In the sense that even if somebody has decided to extract the neurons that represent radicalization, of course, I'm oversimplifying here, there's no way of telling. Someone's account is someone's account. Like I said, you go into prison and you ask all the prisoners who's guilty and the answer is none if you ask them. I don't know what to do with this. On the one hand, I'm not a believer in punishing people for the rest of their lives for something they did, or in this case, tried to do. On the other hand, I don't know where Mr. Gaia goes from here. There's a good chance he could go on to become a contributing member, taxpayer in Canadian society. But what if he doesn't? What if he reverts? What if something brings him back? Obviously, something led him to adopt this extreme interpretation of Islam in the first place. Something led him to become a member of the Toronto 18. Was it a grievance? Was it a personal grievance? Was it a, was it a communal grievance? What if those grievances are still there? What if he gets pissed off again and finds another group of people to, to build pressure cooker bombs or truck bombs or vehicular attacks or knife attacks or gun attacks, whatever? I don't know what to do with this. I really don't. I do know that Mr. Gaia's journey is going to be a long one. There'll be appeal after appeal after appeal. The Crown, the prosecution in Canada, will have a vested interest in seeing that he doesn't get on uh, off the no-fly list. Is there current intelligence on him? It ceases the RCMP. I have no idea, of course. I don't work there anymore. I'm flummoxed. I love that word, flummoxed. I don't know where to come down on this particular case. Part of me, as I said, sees a young man well, not so young anymore. Good God, he's got to be in his 30s. Who did his time, appears to have realized it was bad, it was wrong, and wants to make good. Well, he also wants personal gain. Let's face it, this isn't, this isn't all altruistic here. He wants to get off a no-fly list, for God's sakes. The other part of me says, I followed that case from the very get-go in the summer 2005 until the arrest June 2006. I am very, very well-versed on the personalities in that, in that case their backgrounds, their radicalization pathways, what they wanted to do. 
how they boasted about becoming Al-Qaeda in Canada. That was one of the terms they referred to themselves. And I simply don't know that these guys will ever become okay members of society. Some probably will. But do you want to be the person that makes that call, that makes that guarantee, that says, yeah, 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 I'm good. I will vouch for Mr. Gaia or any other member of the Toronto 18 or other terrorists that are in prison. I can tell you with absolute certainty they're going to become fine, upstanding citizens and never go down that pathway again. Can you do that? I think the bottom line is the only antidote for violent radicalization is not to become violently radical in the first place. That's the only 1,000% guarantee. If you've never gone down the pathway, you're not on the pathway. Those who are on the pathway, to whatever extent, can always get back on it. I, I hate to be so dismissive here or so uh, distrusting of Mr. Gaia in his account. I, I, part of me really wants to believe him. Part of me is a lot more realistic. Anyhow, that's what I think about the Gaia case. What do you think? Have you been involved in rehabilitation or de-radicalization programs, a term I don't like personally? Let me know. You can reach me on email, borealisrescuegmail.com, or on Twitter at borealisaves. You'll also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you would like to leave a comment, go to my website, www.borealisthreatenrest.com. Leave a comment there. And while you're at it, why not subscribe to all the content of Borealis? Simply go to the subscribe button. You'll get a daily digest free of charge to your inbox every morning. Blogs, podcasts, Today in Terrorism, media interviews, my guest appearances on other podcasts, etc., etc., etc. Love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.